Since its launch in November 2015, Fresh as the Word has been a documentation of sorts for me, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. As I journey through my love of music and pop culture, as well as using this platform to share my growth on topics important to me, which includes topics involving women's rights, people of color, and the LGBT community through the artistic lens of pop culture. As an ever-evolving podcast, I'm going back to my roots focusing more on the music artists I'm passionate about from the past and present. From the classic hip-hop artists I grew up on, to the new faces of dance, and from the metal bands I've long appreciated, to the indie alternative artists stealing my heart, Fresh of the Word aims to tell the stories of those who need their contributions to music known, while also exposing my audience to the next artist to watch out for, sometimes before they blow up. Everybody, welcome to the Freshest of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. The guests for this episode are Sarah Shepard and James D. Gish, who play the roles of Carol King and Jerry Goffin, respectively, in Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Carol King has long been one of the most prolific songwriters for decades. Beautiful is a story of her rise to a legendary status in the history of music detailing her songwriting partnership with her husband, Jerry Goffin, along with their relationship with fellow songwriters, Cynthia Whale and Barry Mann. It's a story of true determination where the good and bad times of her life helped shape the person she has become. During our conversation, we talked about being back on stage after the pandemic lockdowns, how things have changed in regards to workers' rights, how they prepared for their roles, the accessibility of beautiful to your casual audience member, and much, much more. For people like me that are in Detroit, Beautiful, the Carol King musical, will hit the Fisher Theater in Detroit for a limited run from January 4th to the 9th. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit broadwayindetroit.com. And for more information about Beautiful and the other cities that will be hidden, go to beautifulonbroadway.com. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with Sarah Shepard and James D. Gish from Beautiful. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel seeks to bring original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. They also provide an array of services. In the world of wrestling, where there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all of their tees in-house. If you would like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, even Zubaz, then drop them a line. Go to 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20, the letter X, the number 20, apparel.com. All right, welcome back to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And today we have a pair of guests from the, the musical, beautiful, the Carol King musical. 
legendary singer, songwriter, amazing person, Carol King. We have Sarah Shepard, who's playing the role of Carol King, and we got James D. Gish, who's playing the role of Jerry Goffin. How y'all doing today? Great. How are you? Oh, I, I'm doing I'm great. I'm good. Doing good, doing good, man. It's, uh, good. you know, uh, the musicals are back, you know, we're, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> how, how did, how did it feel, man? Like, it's like to, you know, the curtains back up, you know, you get to be on stage again. how did it feel? I mean, it was amazing. Honestly, just walking back into the rehearsal space after 18 months, um, was like, it sounds so cliche, but it was kind of like coming home. I mean, we it's so familiar <laughs> to us. We had just been away from it for so long. So, I mean, it's amazing. And then to have an audience on top of that, being out on the road is the best. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was like a it was like a breath of fresh air, you know. And 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 it's cool because this show itself is like a breath of fresh air. You know, it's a great feel good show. It's got great music. It's got a great message. So it's you know, it's a fantastic holiday show, and it was a great show to like you know, come out of the pandemic with because um, it's got a great energy and it makes everybody feel good. And, and our cast is like a, we're like a giant family or sometimes a frat party. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, we have a great time. It's awesome. What, what did you guys have to do to prepare to like get back in there after that, you know, that layoff, you know, what were you, do, you guys doing, you know, during the, the lockdown? I mean, I will be honest with you. I did a whole lot of nothing. I it was a lot of watching TV and being on the couch. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a solid pivot where a lot of people in the community really sort of pivoted to other um, passions. And I, I almost wish I had that, but I, I it just it, I didn't. So I just tried to you know soak up family time and being with my boyfriend and our animals and because it was time we were ne we're never going to get that time again so i just tried to really sort of lock into that and enjoy that and i um i i i did i tried i was like yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna pursue all these great things i was the guy who was like yeah yeah this is a great opportunity <laughs> to pursue all the things that i would never and i was like i'm gonna learn how to play the piano which is freaking hard um in case anyone's wondering it's way more difficult than you would ever expect it to be but i like i picked up piano and i like i you know i did a lot of writing and stuff like that just to kind of pass the time and, and pursue some you know like other things that i enjoy doing um but it's it's a huge relief to be back because at the end of the day those kind of felt like time fillers you know and um so it's awesome and it's great working with shep sorry sarah shepherd we <laughs> we we call her shep and um and the, and the rest of our group it's a it's a great time i think anybody's that's named Shepard, people call Shep at, at one point. Yeah, it's just, totally. It's so, been it's been around since I was like seven, so, you know, of course. stuck. <laughs> when, 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 you got, when you got word that, you know, that everything's opening back up, you guys gonna be back on stage again, what did you do to prepare to, to get back into that routine again? Yeah, I, I mean, I tried to, start at least like warming up a little bit every day because you know the voice is a muscle like any other muscle in our bodies mm -hmm. so it just needs to we have to build the stamina um to be able mm -hmm. to do eight shows a week which i've really been out of practice of. <laughs> so um i tried to sing a little bit every day definitely um just got back sort of into a solid workout routine um trying to get my body mm -hmm. in shape and ready to go and to travel like that's also just a, you know, a new thing um, in terms of performing, traveling while you're performing. Um, so yeah, I was sort of really focused on on those two things, just getting my physical 
being sort of in shape to be able to do this. I, I would like to point out that Chef will drop like that. Yeah, I try to like work out a little bit all casually. She and the, the actress, Sarah King, who is playing Cynthia Weil, will like have one show and then we'll like have another show and be like that evening. And I'll be like, hey, what'd you guys do on the break? And they'll be like, oh, we just went for like a seven mile run. And I'll be like, oh. And I'll be like, I had three pounds of pasta at the Italian restaurant down the street, but that's awesome. <laughs> she's just like, yo, I, I'm, I'm just um, been working out, but then she's like, yeah, I've been working out. Yeah. Right. right. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm right. I gotta, but gotta no, get the I, heart ready. <laughs> right. It's so funny. I know. And she, it's so crazy because she'll be, she's on, Carol is on stage the entire show. I mean, it's the Carol King musical, so it makes sense. You and need like, that cardio. And come up stage and be like, oh, <laughs> like, and be like emotionally drained at the end. And she's like, unfazed it like it like, makes me sick where are we going after the show <laughs> truly and all the rest of us are like to sleep and she's like okay well <laughs> i'm going out oh man. Iron anyway. woman right no, here. I, right. <laughs> um but uh no i mean it was it was great getting back into it i like chef was saying you know eight shows a week it's it's like it's it's its own muscle and and getting used to like telling the same story like twice in the same day it's a weird thing to like get used to for it to still feel real the second time in the same day there's something weird about that to get back into it and there were definitely some nerves and some anxiety yeah. but um i i was on this tour before um before the pandemic and so i had a lot of dear friends that came back you know and who were still doing it um so thank goodness for them you know what i mean because connecting with them um made it a whole lot easier to like you know transition to getting back into it during this pandemic there's been a lot of things that's come to light in regards to how we're living our lives, uh, you know, workers' rights, performers' rights, you know, has there, do you feel like there's been uh, anything that's changed, you know, coming back in regards to how you're, how they're viewing the, the people who work on a musical, whether it's on Broadway or on tour, do you, have you seen anything in regards to that yet? Um, yeah, I definitely think there, there is a genuine effort to make a shift in our industry um, in terms of inclusivity and safety. And I know in particular, and James, you can speak to this, but the first leg of this tour, um, you know, the contracts went down, it, um, not to like break it totally down, it would take too long, but it's um, the the show was scaled down slightly when it went out in 2019 to save some money. And so that meant that they hired a few less people and come to find out that that situation that needed to be addressed this time around and the producers did everything they could to say, no, we need coverage for our Shirelles, for our drifters. It is, it, 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 it absolutely needs to happen happen because if someone needs to be out mm -hmm. we need to have someone to be able to step in and cover them and and they did and they they um spoke to it immediately in rehearsal our, our first day mm -hmm. and it was just amazing to see them sort of say you know what we that needs to be addressed and we did it and it, and we moved forward and i you can tell out here on this leg of the tour that there is sort of um just like a comfort and uh, uh, not a relaxedness, but, th but the idea that mm -hmm. I can call out <laughs> if I need to and I someone can step in for me, you know? Yeah. James, you can uh -huh. speak more to that because you were there. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like you were saying, there's there's a comfort this year. And, and, and it's also, in addition to the fact that they have hired more understudies, it's it's different because the, the very mindset has changed that it really is now like, even if it's not COVID, even if you just feel like junk, you should be allowed to not have to work that night yeah. when they have someone to cover for you. Whereas I think in our industry, especially, there was a lot of uh, pressure to try to like be a hero. You know what I mean? And I, I think that mindset is changing, which is a very good thing. And, and we, yeah, one of the great things about Beautiful is that it, it's already a very diverse cast, um, you know, um, yeah. uh, of different kinds of people, which is fantastic, of, of different races and, and all sorts of backgrounds. Um, but I think the rest of the industry is really playing catch up with that and, and changing the way they cast shows so that um, anyone can come to the theater and see someone on stage like them who can see who, who they can relate to, you know what I mean? Which is really cool because before that, that, that really was not a thing in a lot of shows. And um, so there's just, there's a lot of equalization and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of changing in the mindsets of, of how we work, how our hours should be laid out, how crew members hours should be laid out. Cause it was yeah. it's pretty brutal. The number, the number of hours that crew members work and it still is, but it's changing for the better. And, and so that's a, that's a really great silver lining that's come out of the pandemic actually. That's good to hear. That's good to hear because, yeah, I was I was I was seeing uh, stories about, you know, things on Broadway were like, like yeah, like the crew members like that you know they're working these insane hours you know to to really uh, you know keep everything up, builds, break down everything, and and that's happening kind of you know industry wide you know whether it's movie, TVs, other industries, yeah. other lines of work where you know. The whole the whole idea of just workers' rights and not overworking that's something that really and there's a lot of things where uh, you know various industries were like no you know we we can't do but there was more you choose not to do and mm. that kind of uh, came out during the mm. pandemic like remote work and mm -hmm. stuff like that you know so uh, yeah. so it, it's good that you know there's being some progress at least like in the musical community. You know what? What is? Is there anything that you, you guys, you guys like, personally connect with, with the character that you're playing, with the person that you're playing? Hmm. Yeah. Um. That's a great question. I just I feel like the way Carol King sort of uh, walks around in life and her being is is something that I relate to. I don't know. I just feel like she she is sort of salt of the earth, this sort of open, generous, kind woman. Uh, and I would like to think of myself as that way, but I, I do feel like I relate to her as a human. Um, and her story of triumph, I mean, I certainly haven't gone through anything that like what she has gone through, which I don't want to give anything away, but um, I just, seeing sort of a, a human arc like that on stage is something that I think anybody who comes to the theater can relate to. Uh, it feels raw. It feels real. There's so much heart and humanity in her story. And then obviously you throw the music on top of all of that. It's just like, you know, everything you'd want. But that I think is how, what I relate to her, um, how I relate to her. Um, and I'd say for me, I mean, I want to preface by saying that the show, it's a feel-good show. 
I mean, every night at the end yeah. of the show, people are on their feet and they're clapping and they're dancing. Like it's never, we've never had a show where that was not the end result of the show. People right. have a great time. <laughs> and I mean, it's Carol King's music. It's the best music ever written. Um, however, my character, Jerry, sort of provides some of like the drama. You know, every good story has to have, you know, we have to have a conflict and there needs to be, <laughs> you know, an interesting story there. And a lot of it originates with him. And, um, and the fact that he dealt with a lot of mental illness um, real Jerry Goffin did. And, you know, after the pandemic and everything, there are a lot of things that that we have, you know, for the sake of the story and, and from what we know about Jerry decided was going on in his head in these moments throughout their lives that I can relate to in some ways now, you know, because he felt very um, smothered and, and like he was stagnating and how um, he was never going to be good enough and how he didn't know what he wanted, but he, he felt restless where he was. And, you know, after I think we all felt a lot of that after the pandemic, during the pandemic, I should say. So um, it, it's really cool and it's a great challenge to portray a character like that. Um, and it's, it's forced me to grow a lot and to like do some introspective work, you know what I mean, for like me um, in order to do that every night. So I, I can definitely relate to him in some ways after, after this pandemic, especially. From, you know, kind of extending on that, actually, from like a biographical standpoint, how did you guys um, prepare for these roles? Uh, well, I have so I've been a part of the show from the very beginning. I was in the original Broadway cast. So I have the luxury of sort of seeing the show built from the ground up and watching Jesse Mueller, who created the part, kind of bring it to light. Um and then for myself, you know, I did obviously a lot of listening, a lot of watching her videos. Um, but I always say it's it's sort of amazing. We, we never got a note, you know, from our musical supervisor to like have to sound like Carol King. There's not this like, mm. you gotta put on this voice. So it's more of sort of um, incorporating musical phrasing um, and just sort of bringing my most authentic self to the role, I think is the best way to do her justice because that mm -hmm. is what she does as opposed to being like, oh, I gotta, I gotta sound like her. It's that mm -hmm. I think yeah. would just have such a le much less effect. Um, than yeah, you're just, like playing her role, but you're also like yeah. sto telling her story at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, you can't really sort of have this like, oh, I'm, I'm putting on this Carol King thing. It's just like, the costumes and the wigs are gonna do that part, you know, just get out there, be you, and say the words, and talk to your scene partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what she said. I mean, <laughs> there's, fortunately, there's a lot less pressure because Jerry Goffin is not, you know, as iconic, you know, as, as Carol herself. They don't, people don't typically know her his look or, or what he sounded like because he was not the singer, you know, by any means. So in that way, like, it's, it's a piece of cake compared to Carol. Um, I definitely did some research into like what struggles he went through. I read about him and, and watched. There aren't a lot of interviews of him, but I watched what I could find just to sort of get an idea of who he was a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and so that, that yeah, it was really fantastic. And the show's been around for a while, and, and it's got a great creative team. And they have such a – because, like, the story starts when Carol's, like, 16 and pitching her very first song to when she, like – has her opening night in her one woman show in Carnegie Hall is like this huge multi Grammy winner. And you see all the ups and downs between them, between then. And uh, like our creatives have done a great job of finding exactly like what works in the story and, and how like this goes here, this plugs in here to really get the best 
to you know to to perform the best version of the story for an audience and um so they really made it a breeze not a breeze they made it easier to find what it needs to be i'm not saying the show is easy <laughs> but um but they made it easier carol and jerry had this partnership playing those roles how did you two uh kind of create your own partnership that's so funny. You know what? We didn't have to like work too hard. I gotta say, do you think, James? <laughs> just, no, no. It's like we, I don't know. It's like the first day of rehearsal. You know, you meet everybody, and then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding. Like the second day, we're up and running scenes, and we're you know meeting in Queens College, and and then you just start to like get a feel for each other. I mean, I don't know. We we just get along. We get along great. So it's a blast. But we really it wasn't like hey, let's meet at three o'clock so we can <laughs> learn about each other's history. You know, it was just like, it just worked out, which doesn't always yeah. like happen. So I'm really thrilled and grateful. I, yeah, that's so real. That's so real. It really does not always happen. And it can be a struggle when it doesn't. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like we have very similar like senses of humor and we have like just the worst nicknames for each other sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like not like bad <laughs> nicknames, but like just obnoxious. And um, and it's fun because backstage, you know, the show, especially between Jerry and Carol, because there's, yeah. you know, there with within their lives most of the conflict in the story. It would be I could see how like there could be tension between the actors who play them just because they would get so used to having issues together on stage because that's how it's written. But we don't. <laughs> we yeah. will like. I don't know, mess with each other off stage and then run on stage and pretend to cry and scream at each other and then run back <laughs> off stage and be like, hey, that was pretty good. You know what I mean? And so it's it's a good time. Is it is it easier to work with people that you generally genuinely like get along with, especially in the roles that you guys are playing? Oh yeah. I mean, definitely. I, it just allows because you know they they do they fall in love like within the first what like mm -hmm. 10 minutes of the show and i mm -hmm. yeah it would be really hard i think to make that feel feel inauthentic if you struggled you didn't you barely liked the person you were saying words to um so this certainly yeah makes it so much easier when you you know have you're genuinely fond of the other person you're playing opposite yeah, and, and I to add to that, I think, like, um, in this show especially, like, one of the reasons I think this show is so good and people like it so much is because it, it doesn't, it's not presented in quite the same style as a lot of musical theater. Like, it's very real life. The scenes are the acting style that they tried to get us to is is very real. It's not, you know, big and wah, da, da, dramatic, yeah. you know, and, and over the top <laughs> and, and goofy, like a lot of music theater. So it's, it's very real. And, um, and I think because of that, you have to be like friends with one another and, and to be buddies because otherwise it, it'd be, you know, you'd like block yourself from really like emotionally connecting and, and being yeah. honest with one another and trying to actually feel things together on stage. And, and I think audiences can sense when there's that barrier between actors too. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah, there's people out there that don't like the over over the topness of like musical theater. Do you feel like beautiful is something that can be an like an entry point into that for casual people, anybody who uh, might be interested, but you know maybe not like into the we have to sing about everything type thing. Yes, 100%, for a couple of reasons. I think, I actually think of Beautiful as almost a play with music. Yeah. Uh, it does not feel, it doesn't feel like a, a traditional musical theater show. Um, 
it's obviously a jukebox musical because it's with these songs. But what's so awesome is that we're we're learning about her real story. So often with jukebox musicals, you know, they like shove songs into a made up story. But you actually get to see her journey of how like Tapestry was born, which so many people have such an emotional connection to Tapestry. So to see how that um, comes to be, I think is really special and cool. And for people who don't necessarily have a nostalgic connection to Tapestry, I guarantee you will know songs that you that you didn't even know the they wrote. So you would yeah. come in and mm-hmm. be like, oh, my God, I know this. I didn't even know. Why would I? I didn't know I was going to know that. <laughs> so I think in many ways that this show is an entry point for sure for, for people wanting to see a show. Well, I don't know how to follow that answer because that was perfect. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, I mean, it's like everyone either comes to the show because they're already a Carol King fan or they leave or they didn't go in knowing that they were a Carol King fan, but leave realizing they already were. They were. You know what I mean? Because if you've ever seen a movie, if you've ever walked through a grocery store, if you've ever been in a place where music is played anywhere, you have heard at least half of the songs in this show and they're it's just great music and the show is filled with it we've got an incredible ensemble of dancers and singers and and um we've got a great band and like even though it is like a play with music there's a ton of music it's not to say there's not a lot of music it's just they only sing the music when like we would in real life you know what i mean we don't just spontaneously burst into song about what we're feeling you know you you hear the song as they're writing it or as they're performing it for the first time so it, there's a really like realistic quality to it a lot of my favorite musicals are musicals where like the music is almost like another character in the in the in the story um so you know somehow there's like that a song or the music is just another character you know What's your thoughts about that just sort of idea? You know, does that, does that, you know, affect you, both of you in any way? Like, you know, is there, you know, what's your thoughts about that? Yeah, I would say specifically for this show, yes. It, the music does feel like sort of its own character in a way. Um, certainly when certain songs hit for an audience, the song itself at the top from the thing gets applause because people immediately are like, <gasps> you know, like cannot wait to hear it. And so, yeah, in a way, I, I definitely would say that the, that the music for this show in particular sort of has its own um, uh, character sort of bubbly feel that people are immediately connected to. Yes. Yeah, I, I would almost venture to say that Carol and the music are like the main character together. I know that sounds weird, but because yeah. the music like, um, you know, it reflects what she was going through at that time, you know, at various points in the story, you can see the music evolve as she does because um, they evolve together. And so it's cool because it, it reflects what's going on with her. So it, it's a character in and of itself, but it, it enhances hers, you know what I mean? Because it gives you a better understanding of what she's going through and how she's developing throughout the story. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself being a part of this musical that like maybe before, like you didn't really know about yourself? What a good question. Who? Um, <laughs> oh God, I don't, James, well, do, you I, know? I, do you have I, an answer? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I have one thing. I, I think the show has, um, for, I, I think one thing that my character struggled with a lot in life, Jerry, the real Jerry struggled with was, um, 
a lack of, of gratitude that he he didn't really take the time to appreciate really where he was and how far he'd gotten. And I think we as performers do that a lot. And I know that I do that a lot. And I think that sometimes when I'm doing these scenes, I think like, it's crazy that he felt this way and he felt so inadequate when he was getting the opportunity to do so many great things and had accomplished so much and had such a, a really a good life. Um, granted, he dealt with a lot of mental illness yeah. that, that affected how he thought about that. But for me, it's just, it makes me try to uh, focus on my gratitude in life a little more often. Yeah, totally. And I was just thinking, I think when we see Carol's sort of struggles and then obviously, and then tapestry sort of comes out of that, just the idea mm -hmm. that, that hard things or challenges in life don't have to, you know, bury you. And we can come out of this on the other side and it will be even better than we could have ever even imagined had that thing or whatever not happened. Um, so it's sort of just like a shift of perspective when, you know, challenges come up in life. I think um, that certainly is the show has taught me. Yeah. And getting back to what you said, James, um, that sort of idea of like, lack of self-worth or whatever, even though like you're doing all these amazing things. I think that's just something that's like natural to humans. And, but we're finally mm -hmm. in a place in society where we can talk about those things and, and say that's, that's normal in his day. Yeah. It was like, that was a taboo thing to talk about your week, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, totally. I, I feel, you know, I think his story is saying that even the most, like successful people will struggle with, mm -hmm. you know, being satisfied with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. It's so true. And, and I think uh, the, the show really hits home with people, uh, his character at least, because um, yeah, a lot of the people who come to see it are, are, are older folks from that, from their generation who went through a lot of the same stuff, you know what I mean? And weren't able to get treatment. And um, so it just shows how far we've come as a society. We got a long way to go, but we're on our way. When it comes down to it, like, what do you feel like is the overall theme of this uh, of this musical? You know, what what do you want the audience to get out of you know seeing beautiful when they leave? I honestly just want people to leave with like joy in their hearts and a smile on their faces, <laughs> as, as cliche as that sounds. But truly, especially coming out of this time and i mean we're still in it essentially you know so many shows are closing right now because you know obviously we're just still in the pandemic but to have this sort of moment of escapism you know and then to just to be able to leave um with with feel with feeling some joy it, it would be what i would want people to leave the theater with you know what i would want to send them out with <laughs> Yeah, my mind is cliche too, but I, I would say like, like you were saying, like self-worth. I mean, the show's called Beautiful, you know what I mean? And the, um, I, I think ultimately it's about her finding her self-worth and finding the beauty within and without, you know? And um, yeah, it, it's about, it's about that. Awesome. Well, Sarah, James, it's been great talking with you. I've def I can't wait to see the mm -hmm. show. Um, I actually saw it five years ago when it came into town. Uh, yeah. So oh, I'll, nice. I'll be seeing it again when you come uh, come to Detroit uh, after the awesome. you know after the new year. Um, where can uh, people get you know more information about the musical Beautiful? Along with uh, where can they follow both of you online? 
you can definitely go to the beautiful on Broadway website. It'll it'll give the list of cities and you, it'll take you right to the um, to buy tickets. And you can follow me on Instagram at Shep Nails It if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, just at Shep Nails It. <laughs> That's a James. great handle. <gasps> Thank you so much. That is a <laughs> Great handle. Wait, why well, must not follow you on Instagram yet? That is hilarious. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. This is very embarrassing. Um, you guys can also follow me at James D. Gish on Instagram. Much less creative, but. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast, hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, empowered by Anchor at Anchor.fm/slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imstevo.bandcamp.com, and that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh the Word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.